Welcome to Wednesdays with Winnie, the podcast that covers, well, quite a lot, from fallacies and grad parties to Aquinas, Aristotle, friendships, and even Subway cookies. My hope for you is that you can sit back, relax, learn a little, laugh a little, or a lot, and come away with a lot more knowledge. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Wednesdays with Winnie. I am once again in the recording studio, so hopefully that there was a difference between the sound quality this, or hopefully there's no difference between the sound quality this week and last week, but hopefully there is a difference between previous episodes. I've talked to a couple people, and my mom at least says she can hear a difference, so I'm going to go with that, say there's a difference, my fingers are crossed, but today, the topic of today, as you can tell by the title, probably it's out there by now, is breakups and also chicken coconut curry. But that was like kind of a little extra thing. And I actually wasn't going to talk about this today. I had another topic planned, to be honest with y'all. I was going to talk kind of about fashion, (laughs) so not as heavy of a topic. But I really felt called and I wanted to address this. So today we're kind of going to be talking about how to heal from a breakup, things that I found helpful and useful. And I just want to be, say right off the bat, I'm not perfect at it. I am not a perfect person. No one is. And so the tips I have for you today just come from a place of sharing my heart, what has worked for me, because I want the best for you guys. And I know that if this is something you're going through right now, it hurts. Like, dang it all, it hurts. I, I Sorry, I'm trying not to cuss, but it really hurts. And it's not something that is a small thing. Like, it can really, really affect you and affect your life. And I just wanted to start out by saying that. My experience when it comes to breakups is um, I've had one really serious long-term relationship, and that lasted about a year and a half. And I remember when I broke up, and I'm not going to mention any names or anything like that. I want to respect people's privacy. They didn't ask to be included in this, and I wouldn't include them. But um, it was a year and a half long, and I remember when I was broken up with, I was devastated. Like, I laid in my bed sobbing for, like, a a couple of days, and I just did not want to leave. I didn't want to do anything. And I felt like every time I even thought of it, just tears would come to my eyes. And it was a very, very painful, painful experience and a very hard thing to go through. And actually, my breakup, that breakup in particular, is what led to my reconversion to the faith and kind of I realized that I had no one to rely on except for Jesus Christ. And that was a very scary realization for me and something that I had to come to terms with. But in that brokenness, in that, in those feelings of pain, I, I was like rock bottom. Like <laughs> that was probably one of the hardest moments of my life. And Christ, I just want you all to know, Christ is with the brokenhearted. He's closest to you in his suffering. You're closest to him in your suffering. 
So that's my experience. I've had some smaller relationships. I wouldn't say anything long term like that, but I've had to break break up a couple of times with a couple of different people over like small things, but nothing was as serious as that. So I I wanted to actually tell you guys some statistics I found about breakups because I didn't know this until recently, but you actually like the psychological response your body has to a breakup is very, very interesting. There was actually an anthropologist, Helen E. Fisher, from Rutgers University, and she looked into the brain. She was a psychologist and an anthropologist, and she looked into areas of the brain um, associated with cocaine addiction, and she found out that the same part of the brain that processes addiction lights up lights up so those same parts that are that of the brain that light up when they find cocaine or are addicted to cocaine light up when you break up with someone and you're like waiting for them to reach out to you or talk to you and so when you are like when you just break up with someone you're still addicted you're not addicted to them but you're addicted to them talking to you to your interactions and so when you're deprived of that the same part of your brain the same part of your brain that an addict's brain would light up when they need cocaine lights up. So that's really interesting. Another fact I found was that cortisol levels actually increase when we break up, which makes sense. Cortisol is a stress hormone. And so when you break up, of course, it'll spike and rise. But when cortisol levels increase and stay increased for a while, it can actually lead to decreased immune system functioning and appetite suppression. And when our body releases cortisol over the period of a few days, it actually will divert blood from the digestive system. And I actually noticed this when I broke up with my ex one boyfriend. I was not hungry at all. Like for a few days, people would ask me if I wanted to eat and I'd be like, no. And it wasn't because I was just being like mopey and sad, but I actually physically didn't feel hungry. So that's another interesting fact. And also the increase in cortisol can lead to insomnia and hyperinsomnia, insomnia, which are just sleep disorders where you cannot sleep and you're just left spiraling. And this is like a very common reaction to a breakup or a relationship you have seriously invested yourself into. It hurts, like physically, actually, <laughs> like you're going through pain. And I just want to let you know that I I don't understand your exact situation, but I can empathize with the pain that you're dealing with. And I know I definitely felt some of those. So here are nine things that I have found helpful in dealing with a breakup. So these are like the practical tips. And like I said before, I'm not perfect, but here's my tips, take them or leave them. I hope they're helpful. Okay, so number one, rely on God. Kind of like I mentioned before, it was a very dark period of my life when I went through that breakup. And the thing that helped me the most, I would say, was relying on God. And this has carried through into my life now. Like still, God and I, we're, we got each other. I trust God. I know he's got me. And I know that he's probably, he, actually, no, not probably, he is the only man in this world that will never, ever let me down. He is perfect. Boys are going to mess up. Even eventually when you have a husband or whatever, he's going to mess up. But God God will not mess up. He's perfect and his love is perfect. 
And so coming to that realization and truly realizing I could rely on God and dang it, the Lord, the Lord had to do some stuff to get me to that point. I had to hit the bottom to realize that. But relying on God is what's going to help you the most and will provide the most long-term results in coming out of your breakup as a better human being and a happier person as well. Number two, and this is such a hard one, and this may be controversial. I have no idea. If it is, take it or leave it. But do not text your ex. I would say for at least a month, if not, like, ever. Being friends is not helpful for either of you. Like, I know some people say, oh, we're still friends. And that's that's good, I guess, that you can end on those terms with your ex. But it is not healthy to try and be friends when you've gone through something as emotionally hard as a breakup. Like, if you guys were really, maybe if you were friends, so before you got into the relationship, if you were friends with this person, maybe it would make sense to be friends after a breakup. But for me, at least, I find it very hard to um, put friendships and romantic relationships in the same box. Like, of course, you're best friends with this person. But like, I, I don't know. It's a hard line to walk. And I wouldn't recommend being friends for both of your emotional sakes like it's not if you loved someone and you were in a romantic relationship with them and then you go to being friends that's just going to do some emotional emotional loopholes or I don't know the word I'm trying to say but it's going to take you for a ride so I wouldn't like being friends and contacting your ex after a breakup as hard as it is like we talked about it's like that same a part of your brain firing with a cocaine addiction those same neurons firing but it's going to be it's going to be challenging. It's rough. There were points I really really wanted to text my ex. I wanted to share. I saw something that made me think of him. And I was like, "No, I cannot do that. This is not going to be healthy for me in the long run." And it takes perspective and looking back on it, I'm so glad I did not text him. Like I'm very 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 glad. So don't text your ex. You're going to be tempted to if you need to delete them. That's totally fine. Um, I would, I wouldn't, I don't know. I didn't block any, I haven't blocked any of my exes just because despite the flaws that we had in our relationships, I would be there for them. If they really needed someone, I would be there for them. And maybe that's, and I'm, I I don't say that lightly. I'm saying this like in bad situations or situations where they're like completely out of luck, I would be there for them. But other than that, I would say, don't just have text messages that you can go back through it and look at delete them like that that's going to be the most healthy way for you to move on by not seeing them if you need to mute them unfollow them that's fine um the fourth is or the third is don't think about getting them back and this is going to sound tough because i know that right after a breakup you you're just like how can i get them back when can i talk to them again but don't don't think about getting them back. You need to accept that this breakup is final. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it won't be for you. Maybe sometime down the line, you'll get back together. But you need to accept that the breakup is final so that you can move on with your life. Because if you're always sitting there thinking, oh, when's he going to text me? When's he going to call me? That's not healthy. And it's not going to help you move on. And you could miss out on some really, really amazing people that are right in front of you. But you're too worried thinking about when your ex is going to call you when they're probably not even thinking about you. 
And this is a hard episode, but this is the truth. I'm trying to be honest with you all. The fourth is embrace your signal is <laughs> we're having a hard time talking over here, but embrace your single singleness. Singleness is a gift. And when you're single, you can devote a lot more time to hobbies that you're interested in and are passionate about. When you're relationship when you're in a relationship, you need both people need to be giving and putting effort into the relationship. And that's a natural and healthy part of being in a relationship. But when you're single, you have that time and resources and energy to vote to devote into things you're passionate about because you probably won't be single forever. And when you look back at that period, you want to think, did I use it wisely? Was I doing what God willed for me in this period? Or was I just sitting around waiting? And I don't want to be, I don't want to look back and say, oh, I was just waiting. So um, don't try to get into a new relationship right away. That kind of stems off of this. A mistake I made was I told myself after I broke up with my ex that I was going to wait six months before getting into a new relationship, and I didn't do that. And I think that that was not good for me or the people that I got into relationships with because I wasn't at an emotionally ready place to give of myself completely and in a vulnerable way because I had been hurt in the past and I hadn't healed from that pain and that hurt. Next is... Um, five, you have control over your emotions and actions. I feel like we don't recognize this enough, but like ultimately when it comes to our emotions, we have control. We can decide whether to text someone. Maybe for a while it'll be hard to decide not to be sad. But in the end, like we are the ones that possess our thoughts and our minds and we can get those under control and we need to. Like if you think of your ex, one thing I did was I would I would start like I would snap or I would like say something and then I try and think about like something else. Like when I was noticed myself thinking about those relationships, I would be like I would try and train my mind to go elsewhere. And it would be random things like I'd try and name snow leopards or like big cats or something weird like that. But it can be it doesn't have to be anything like crazy. Just try and train your brain not to think about that and to get over it. And you will get over it. Even if it doesn't feel like it, you will now you will get over it. I promise you. Six, there are other people in the world. Your ex may have seemed like the only one possible for you, like the only one perfect for you. But, I mean, I haven't been alive very long, but I've I've met a lot of people that could be good for me. <laughs> and I think that in the end, it's not about meeting that one person. I don't believe in soulmates. I think it's about two people both saying, I want this, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep this relationship. So recognize there's other people in the world. There's 7 billion people. Half of those are probably dudes. If you're a girl, half of them are probably uh, girls if you're a guy. But there's plenty of people out there for y'all. Um, seven, recognize where you contributed to the breakup and see if there is anything you can do to be a better person for the next person that comes. And this takes a lot of maturity and self-awareness because it's not easy to say, this is what I did wrong. And it's not easy for me to say that looking back at my own relationships. But doing that has allowed me to assess where I'm at and in which virtues and places I need to improve in and and how I need to communicate differently or better in the next relationship. So very important to look at what you can do better and improve in yourself 
and where you contributed to the breakup because it takes you to tango. Like maybe your ex was, excuse me, completely awful and terrible. That's sure, that's likely. But also no one person is perfect. You're not perfect either. I'm not perfect. There's good and bad within every person. So realizing what role you played is very important. Last, or not last, second to last, number eight is hindsight is twenty twenty. Everything happens for a reason. And looking back at my relationships that have failed, I can see that it was a good thing. It was not an easy thing, and I will never say that it's easy or fun, a fun thing to go through, but I am glad that I went through them because I am the person that I am today because of that, those experiences. So hindsight is twenty twenty. Even right now, like I'm still struggling with kind of a recent situation, but looking back at it and the farther I get from it, the more I realize that it was probably for the best, as hard as it is. But number nine is rely on your family and friends. I cannot tell you how much having my family and friends surround me and support me when I've gone through situations like that has meant to me. I'm so, so grateful to have a family that I'm lucky enough to have a good rela- good enough relationship with to talk to about this and that they can be in my life speaking, saying it, you're, it's going to be okay, you're going to get through this, like this is natural. So I'm so, so thankful to be surrounded by people like that. So find people that you can open and share your heart with and that can support you as you go through this because it's not easy and it's not fun to do it alone. If you're doing this alone, you need to find someone that you trust and that you have a relationship with and share this with them and allow them to walk with you in your suffering and to speak wisdom into your life as well. So I just want to kind of end this by talking about some Bible verses, then I'll get into the, the coconut chicken. But I came up, you guys don't get just one verse today. You're getting a whole bunch. You're, y'all are lucky. But here, here's the first one. It's Psalm 34, verse 19. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, saves those whose spirit is crushed. If you are in a period of brokenheartedness, know that God is close to you. He is with you and it will be okay, I promise you, even though it may not seem like it. The next one is Proverbs 28, 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but those who walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Or but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. And I think this this one reminds me of that one verse from Jeremiah. I think it's like, the heart is deceitful above all things, maybe. I don't know. Don't quote me on that one. But our hearts may want one thing in the moment, and our emotions may tell us that we want this one thing in the moment. But we really need to step back and examine a situation for what it was. Also, one thing, I, I forgot to mention this like in the psychological part. But when you, like, remember memories, your brains actually take out the part of pain. Like, when we're looking back on our exes or past relationships or anything like that, our brains tend to idealize them and make them better than they were. And that's, that's like, a natural part of the way our brains are made, our chemistry. But another thing I found helpful is, like, especially in relationships where things were not good, writing down the things that went wrong and that you don't want to go back to. 
like if someone wasn't intentionally pursuing you, if you felt like they were always putting off hanging out or they were never there for you or they wouldn't um, open up or be vulnerable or things like that, write down, I want someone who pursues me. And like write write down that list of things that you want in a relationship that you didn't have in those relationships. And remember anytime you're tempted to like go back and say no, this is not good. This is not a relationship that I wanted to be in and this relationship was not healthy. I'm not saying make up things, but if there were things that were bad, I would say not to focus on them excessively. But to recognize that your relationship probably wasn't as good as your brain is remembering it to be. Um, Next verse is Psalms 147 verses 2 to 3. The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem and gathers the dispersed of Israel, healing the brokenhearted and binding up their wounds. And this verse in particular was something that helped me a lot in my own breakup. But I had some verses that I wrote down on note cards, and this was one of them. And it just makes me, I don't know, it comforts me, like knowing God, God is there. He will pick us up when we fall like children and he will gather us close to his heart and comfort us. And that's just a beautiful image to me. Next is Matthew eleven twenty eight, which is kind of similar. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. God will give us rest. We just need to come and rest upon him. Hebrews 13, 6. Thus we may say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, and I will be afraid, and I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? And the last, Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you and will never fall or forsake you. So do not fear or be dismayed. And I, I don't know. I feel like I ended on a hopeful note. I wanted to end with these Bible verses bringing you up. There is hope for you. The Lord is with you. When you are walking with the Lord, what will stand before you? So if you are going through a season of brokenness or a breakup or any hard event, know that my thoughts and prayers are with you and that you will get through it. I promise you. All right. So now that that kind of covers the more serious, hard topic coconut curry okay so recently my made my very first meal in my instant pot at college and i made a coconut chicken curry and my goodness it was delicious i had a couple of my friends and roommate one of my sweet mates was over and we had it and it was really 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 good so if you have an instant pot recipe of the week wednesdays with winnie recommendation coconut chicken curry and maybe i will um i didn't take a picture of it dang it that would have been a good cover for the episode i will post the recipe on my story for wednesdays with winnie so if you're not following the podcast it's at wednesdays with winnie wednesdays with dot when winnie i believe but i will post the podcast recipe on my story there and y'all can find it but anyways that concludes the episode of this week i hope you all have a wonderful week going forward and i will see y'all you all i need to stop saying y'all i'm sounding very southern this episode i will see you all (laughs) next wednesday
Thank you for listening to this episode of Wednesdays with Winnie. I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on just to let me know how I'm doing. Anyways, God bless and see you next Wednesday.